Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, at this time, we are now joined by a very special guest. He is the host of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, Armando Velez. Welcome to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. How's it going, my friend? Uh, what's up, Nolan? What's up, Scotty? Uh, great to be chatting with you guys. Uh, it's, it's been a little while since we've done a crossover since uh, the first time these uh, teams faced against each other in the previous season. But hey, Atlantic Division is back, even though we're in the same division as the previous year. And it's it's going to be a fun one. I'm definitely looking forward to this season. I got to be honest. That was the most annoying, like, uh, crossover team to, like, uh, that couldn't we, like, lose the Panthers, you know, in this whole thing? Like, I was, I was really hoping for that. I don't know what it is. Uh, about the Florida Panthers. They gave the Red Wings a lot of trouble last year. There was always some some physical kind of uh, altercation in the game, uh, what have you. Mm. I was real sick of the Panthers. Um, but I like mm-hmm. the Panthers, Armando. I like the Panthers coming into the season. I think that they are on an upswing. So let's talk about it because we just got off of an interview with Adam Danker, host of Locked On Lightning, and he told us, Armando's probably going to tell you that the cats can go 82 and 0 this year. Don't let him do that. We're not going to let you <laughs> do that. Those were his parting words. He Those literally parting words. <laughs> before he said goodbye. That is what he told us. Yes. So what are your expectations for your Florida Panthers this season? <laughs> I think before I get there, um, I think the reason why the two teams got tired of each other is because they got rid of their games like early in the season. Their, their games were done by mid February, late yeah. February. So I think that had a lot to do with it. And so I think I think that's why I think if it was more spread out there. It, there would have been a le- less of that. But as far as my expectations for uh, the Florida Panthers this season, um, this was more of a run it back mentality when it comes to like what Bill Zito was doing. Um, there is a lot of the players that the Florida Panthers were playing well in spite of, for example, Keith Yandel. He got bought out is now playing with the Philadelphia Flyers. They were able to get rid of the contract of Anton Stroman to the Arizona Coyotes because the Arizona Coyotes are just taking assets like it's nothing and uh, creating that cap space for uh, next offseason with a lot of the expiring ones. And um, they lost uh, Chris Drieger to the expansion draft, but he was going to be a UFA anyway. So that was uh, it was a no harm, no harm, no foul situation. And Alex Wengberg uh, also signed a contract with the uh, Seattle Kraken as well and my expectations for this season is at least top two in the Atlantic division because uh, they they were able to build well this offseason with all comp with the complementary pieces from what they already had it was an encouraging sign of what they were able to do a lot of people myself included argue that the Florida Panthers were that team that gave the Tampa Bay lightning the hardest of times uh, in this past postseason. And anyone in that central division, including the Carolina hurricanes could have gone possibly all the way to the Stanley cup final. Um, And only, only one out of that division had to uh, had to get out. So, but as far as uh, this season, either one, one or two uh, and hopefully for the first time since 1996, hopefully a, uh, 
a uh, playoff uh, series win, which I'm hoping for. What do you it's got been that me? long, eh? She, like, that's like not even like, I'm not trying to be an a-hole. But, like, mm-hmm. I was just like, geez. Um, so I, I guess I, I think in terms of uh, like ceilings and floors a lot. So if, if, the, if the ceiling or the expectation is like top two in the division, what would be like, like, what is your like doomsday? What is your like worst case scenario? What would have to happen for, for the wheels to completely fall off the track? I think I, I, I think if you miss the playoffs, it is a complete and utter failure. And the trade that they had with the Buffalo Sabres for Sam Reinhart, the first round pick is conditional. So if they if that pick were to fall into the top 10 of the draft lottery, Florida keeps their pick and that first round pick uh, becomes 2023's first round pick with no conditions on that. But if you're the Florida Panthers, you do not want that. Sure, a top ten pick is nice. Um, it, it's a it's a great it's a great position to be in. But as far as a team who has lots of expectations after they went through a five year drought of not making the playoffs, made it, and we're we're just one game away from forcing a game seven at home. And the 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 floor of this team is, I would say, if they do miss the playoffs, though, however. It would be like by at least like five or five or six points. It's not going to I don't think if they miss it, it's going to be like they're like way out of it, like 10, sure. 10, 10 points out. I think if they do miss, it's going to be because some catastrophic injury happened to like either Barkov or Huberto or the goalie play just becomes a disaster, which which I don't anticipate. But that would be the floor. So you like obviously things outside of the team's control can go wrong and, and can tank a season, but the Florida Panthers, you just kind of alluded to it. Are those team one of those teams where they kind of just struggle to put it together on a year to year basis mm-hmm. where just because they appear to be on an upswing doesn't mean that they're going to be on that upswing next year. What gives you the confidence that they will be able to, like you said, run it back. Obviously they had some nice additions this year uh, in the off season. They get uh, Sam Bennett at the deadline. I, I think this team is a good team and especially up front uh, on the forward lines are a ton of depth, which I, I like for uh, I think bodes well for, you know, being a contender over the course of the season, but what gives you confidence that they won't pamper themselves, you know, that they won't, <laughs> for lack of a better term, like, you know, kind of just mm-hmm. slip away and let, all that momentum just just go away. I think of how, especially the decor, how they were, um, especially players like a Mackenzie Weger and a Gus Forzing played once Aaron Ekblad went down with that horrific fracture last season when they played against the Dallas Stars. Of how it wasn't, it didn't completely fall apart, and they didn't have a losing streak more than three games last year. They had two separate three-game losing streaks, and that's the most they ever had last season. And Aaron Ekblad's coming back. He's skating. He's uh, practicing at the ice den, so he's going to be in the lineup for opening night. That was originally going to be a 12-week-at-most fracture for Aaron Ekblad. So if the Panthers had advanced further into the playoffs, the earliest he would have came back was the conference final. Had Well, at, not conference final last year, but – um the Stanley Cup semifinal but with uh the the decor playing not holding the fort while he was gone you sure the power play went stale a little bit when he 
got hurt because he was the basically the goal scorer on the on the on the on the left wing on that on that power play. But I think I think with how now more of mixing and matching with your top two are gonna be Ekblad Weger. Now with how Forsling Gustav Forsling has played ever since he was um claimed from the Florida Panthers from when he was waived by Carolina now you have more mixing and matching from the bottom two pair defensemen as well. And I, I, I just think that the Panthers, they've always, they've always had the offensive firepower the last few seasons. The issue has always been the people up front. And of course the, the goal, the, the goaltending Bobrovsky hasn't looked like Vesna Bobrovsky in, in his first two years of that contract. And I'm not expecting him to be Vesna Bobrovsky, but I'm expecting a better season though from him. So uh, Anton Lundell is, is in camp finally, right? I, so mm-hmm. I have to ask what expectations for him this season. Obviously, the, the hype around him going forward for, for years to come is very high. For this season specifically, like he's finally in camp for the first time. Super fun. What, uh, what, what are you expecting out of him? When do you expect him up, down, and all that? Well, with the signing of Joel Thornton, it makes it a little bit more confusing, I'll say, because – what what does that mean as far as Anton Lundell starting as the three C for this Florida Panther team? Does it mean that he's going to be automatically make the team and skip the AHL? Does that mean that because Joe Thor- Joe Thornton doesn't miss games even right. <laughs> even at forty two right. years old? So that that also means that a player like Yuho Lamico is likely not going to play every night. Uh, that means Nolachari is likely going to shift to the wing instead of being the fourth line center. But it, it makes it a little confusing. So before the signing, I said Anton Lundell starting the three C and he eventually make his way up to the two because uh, Sam Re- both Sam Reinhart and Sam Bennett can play the wing. So the, the, the goal is to eventually get him to two C. As far as this season specifically, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say he makes it. I'm, I'm going to say he, I'm going to say he makes the team because uh, they just had, they just wrapped up their uh, development camp this week. And all we hear is great things about Anton Lundell, uh, um, him and uh, Grigory Denisenko. Grigory Denisenko didn't play a lot of games last season, only racking up uh, four assists, four points total. in uh in the, on the NHL level last year, there, there's some, there's a lot of hype around them and they're, um, I, I don't mind Anton Lindell starting off in the bottom six, eventually making his way up to uh, the 2C right behind Barkov. All right. Uh, let us go into a quick break, and then we'll come back with Armando Velez from the Lockdown Panthers podcast. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and mega contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% whoa, no, 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKDOWN. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So they used to give out 50%, now it's 100%. Now you're getting the best bonuses from BetOnline.ag when you were already getting the best bonuses from BetOnline.ag before. What are you waiting for? From basketball, football, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. 
Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hey Red Wings fans, this is Nolan Bianchi with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now, use promo code HOCKEY, and get a 25 cent bonus per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code HOCKEY to get 50 cents uh, a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazons and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code HOCKEY. Darren McCarty comes back with Neiman in front of him. McCarty draws. McCarty in. McCarty scores! All right, welcome back to this crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers and the Locked On Detroit Red Wings podcast. With the season about to begin for both these teams and two different directions that these teams are going in, it's now my turn to ask Scott and Nolan about the Detroit Red Wings. So, guys, um, there's there was quite a few uh, players who... Uh, made their way out of on this roster. Uh, there was a few uh, players left from the Ken Holland days. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to list them for my listeners, Franz Nielsen, Bobby Ryan, Luke Glendening, Darren Helm, and Jonathan Bernier. Uh, and, and there was also a, a few players added to, to the mix uh, Pia Suter, Nick Letty, and my, my favorite one of them all, Alex Nedeljkovic uh, in that, in that <laughs> trade with Carolina, what is Carolina doing? But I want to get your opinion on uh, the off-season uh, transactions, the the mindset of Steve Eiserman, and what what are your thoughts going into this season specifically? Uh, well, like kind of off the top, they have a second line. Like that is the thing that is that is most notable to me heading into this season is that they should have a formidable second line and the chance at having a formidable third line too. I think what you're going to start to see this year for the Red Wings is that bottom six start to fill itself out with guys are going to be here in the future, whether it be Giovanni Smith, uh, whether it be Michael Rasmussen, whether it be Joe Valano, Lucas Raymond, Jonathan Bergen. We really don't know who is going to make this team out of camp. And I think there are a couple interesting guys who have a very strong case to make this team out of camp. Whether or not that will end up coming to fruition, I don't know. The Red Wings seem to kind of, regardless of the fact that they are one of the bottom dwelling teams in the NHL, they want to make their prospects earn that first call up, that first, you know, making the team feeling. I, I think more than anything else, like that is going to be the biggest difference in this team this year. Uh, and, and from this team last year, because some of the guys you were just naming there, like Bobby Ryan was a second, sometimes first line guy for the Red Wings last year. That's not, I, I love Bobby Ryan. That's not ideal. Um, you know, and, and you're going to kind of start to see that turnover a little bit this season. You mentioned the decor too. Danny DeKaiser is still here though. Mark Stahl is still here though. So that'll be kind of interesting to see how they work, how they blend that, that old with the new, but you get the sense that Nick Letty is going to be a great tutor for Murat Sider. You get the sense that Troy Stetcher is going to have a good season. Philip Perona can hopefully bounce back. And that's, Four pretty good defensemen right there. Mark Stahl had a decent season last year, given the circumstances. And Danny DeKaiser is 
unfortunately for him, working his way back from back issues and, and uh, general decline of play. So we'll see there. But I think when you just look top to bottom at both the forward defense and then the goaltending crew, like you just mentioned, the Nadelkovich pickup over the offseason, I think you start to, to say this is an NHL hockey team. How often they'll show it, we're not sure. How often, you know, or, or how much of the bottom six, which is right now kind of composed of, of veterans, um, and then, you know, Adam Ernie, Michael Rasmussen, like that is going to kind of – nobody really knows how that's going to play off too. So I think that's going to be the, the fun thing to watch is the transition of the bottom six and then potentially a couple of those defensive spots over the season as well. Yeah, I, I think the – I mean, Nolan nailed the biggest part is going to be the fact that for the last three years we've been one line on offense. We've had one line if you shut down the first line – uh, with with Larkin, Mantha, and and Bert, then it was just like you won the game, and that and that was it. Um, and then the fact that we have an actual top six that's that's somewhat respectable and solid, I think, is going to be the biggest difference on offense. And then I think the biggest thing for this season is just going to be the youth movement. And you know, I mean, people are—I I don't think people are going to get too terribly hung up on on wins and losses this year specifically. It's really just going to be how quickly does Raymond get here. Um, how does cider look, uh, Giovanni Smith, we just extended him. Like you, you're just going to see this, this youth movement kind of come through and, and it's been years in the making and you're finally going to start seeing it get put together. And I think that's really the biggest thing. I, I, I don't think anyone expects a, a crazy high point total, but as long as the, the kids are getting playing time and looking good, I think that's really uh, everyone's expectation and, and going to keep everyone pretty happy. Uh, breaking news. It appears that Tyler Bertuzzi's um, wife slash girlfriend is pregnant. So shout out Tyler Bertuzzi. Wow. That'll be something to watch. Congratulations. Tyler Bertuzzi Bert. becoming a dad. <laughs> Congratulations. Bert. So, so one thing that um, Detroit in the last few, in the last few seasons, they, they've, They've had the, their, their high draft picks. They were able to nail the definitely the Dylan Larkin pick back in uh, 2015, right at number 15. And um, number six seems to be a, a very uh, Detroit Red, Red Wings uh, kind of number when it comes to the draft. It feels like they're always at number six, um, just to name a just to name a few, Phil Zena, Moritz Sider. And now their uh, re, re, recent draft pick, uh, Simon Edvidson. Um, in, in this most uh, recent draft, but I, I do want to, I do want to talk about uh, you guys had um, Jesper Wallstadt on the show, this saying this mostly for uh, my listeners, but in, in the draft, uh, the Detroit Red Wings made the surprising move of trading up. I believe it was nine spots or eight, one of the two to select uh, Sebastian Cosa. Uh, what are you guys thinking of that pick and his hopefully eventually making his way to uh as like a one-two punch between uh, Kosa and Nedeljkovic. Um, do you want to take this one, Scotty? Sure, man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, we were. It, it, it's wild. We did we did a ton of draft pro- profiles over here. Uh, did we're cranking out three, four um, uh, prospect profiles a week and and doing full breakdowns, bringing in people from different websites. And um, we, I, uh, the reason why you asked me is I, I fell in love with Jesper during the whole process. And, and then we had him on the show and, and it was a, a really cool thing. And, and we were all uh, Nolan and I went to the, the, the draft party at little Caesars arena and went to watch the draft. And uh, we see that we're trading up and like, okay, well, we got to take a goalie. We're getting Jesper. And then it was Kosa. And, and it was, it was definitely a shock 
for everyone, not just us, everyone there. It was, was definitely a shock because um, it, through everyone that we had talked to during draft season. And, and like I said, I mean, we were cranking out guests and, and doing almost one a day at one point during, uh, before the draft and, and every single person had just reiterated that Jesper Wallstedt was like one of the best goalie prospects in, in years. And, and like, he was called generational by a couple of people, like, like just on a whole pedestal, like, like league of his own when it came to goalie prospects for this year's draft. And then we trade up and don't take him. And we were like, and it was shocking. Um, but the thing is, and, and, Nolan and I are shocked. And then there's the pictures that, that our followers love to, to throw at us of our like reactions to it. But the thing was, there's, there's such a, there's such a faith in Iserman that the second we were like the shock wore off and we were like, okay, like, like it's Kosa. It was like, all right, well, like it's Kosa then. And like, and like, we, we, it like, he's better than Jesper. Like that's all there is to it. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, like if that's what Steve says, that that's truth, that's gospel. So um, I think people are super excited. And, and we did, uh, we did a couple of profiles on him after as after we drafted him and we learned that he was on the team and stuff um, and, and brought in goalie experts that, that kind of explained to us why he, he from like a tactical perspective, Jesper's in a league of his own, but you're talking about raw talent and raw ceiling like Kosa is right there with him and, and could be something really, really special. And so I, people are really excited, man. Like like it, it really like I said, there, there was definitely an initial shock for sure, because it, it was a, a objectively a shocking move. But that it really did. It really did wear off pretty quickly. And I think everyone fully supports the kid and, and the decision at this point. It's, it's hard not to when, you, when you're talking about a six, eight dude in that. Like, it's hard not to be like, all right, well, like that sounds kind of fun. You know what I mean? So and, and then bringing in a goalie too, like that helps the situation, too, because now we have a, a mid 20s. Uh, goalie as well and and so yeah I, I think people are really happy with the future of the goalie situation as a whole and the coast to pick at this point yeah and 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 the thing is goal, goalie last year wasn't even the the issue for the Detroit Red right Bulls. both both uh both Thomas Grice and uh Jonathan Bernier were both had a GAA under under three so the, the issue has always been the scoring aspect uh for for the Detroit Red Wings you you pretty much get get um you, I don't know if Johnny Jonathan Bernier was going to walk anyway from Detroit, but getting getting uh getting Nedeljkovic, offering the money that Carolina wasn't going to uh to uh give him, and and draft draft Koza, that's just such a big win win situation uh for the Detroit Red Wings. A lot of cap is clearing next year, so they could a be, lot. They could be <laughs> they could be a, a year away from making a big splash, but we're gonna get that into the next segment uh next segment we're going to talk about what our final predictions for both of these teams are for next season so stay tuned guys with all the different number of makes and models out there it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need in the traditional chain storefront why would you endure pointless seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry when you have access to computers with rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money with rockauto.com. You can save 30, 50, even 100% more 
for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Uh, RockAuto.com, they're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Before you know it, Christmas is going to be coming up. You're going to be looking at your bank account going, gosh, dang it, I wish I would have fixed my brakes myself instead of taking it to uh, some guy who screwed me out of a bunch of money and uh, I could have just done a better job myself. I don't want that for you. You don't want that for you. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and just write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know we sent you. they got a main selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. All right, welcome back to this crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers and the Locked On Detroit Red Wings podcast. So, I, I, I talked. I, can, can I ask you a question, Armando? Because I wanted to get to it in the first segment, then I forgot about it, and then you just brought it up with that Costa thing. Florida's goaltending situation. You talked about Bobrovsky earlier, and I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I do want to get this on the pod. What do you like about? Bobrovsky being there in front of this kid who could very well be the next Carter Hart for good reasons and bad, you know, like Spencer Knight is it's, it's a weird situation there where like he is, is the guy with the least amount of pressure as a recent 11th overall pick 10th overall pick, whatever it was 13th, I think maybe, um, and, and that situation just as a whole is like very interesting to me because of that. And, and I'm curious to know, like how you feel about that situation in general. Do you like that for Spencer Knight? Do you not like it for Sergei Bobrovsky? How do you see it like playing out and the nuance behind it as the season might go on? I mean, Spencer Knight does have two years left on his ELC, so you don't have to pay him yet. The difficult part of it when it's time to pay for him. That's the, that's the number one thing. So no so, worries in the immediate uh, future, though. In the immediate future, no. Okay. So if, if you, the the number, the, the performance from Bobrovsky from year one to year two improved, it still isn't, like I said, it still isn't Vesna Trophy caliber play from Sergei Bobrovsky. And, of course, the play you saw during the playoffs, that you, the play when Spencer Knight was there just went through a whole different level. And I see it as – maybe a 60-40 timeshare, maybe 50-50. But if it, if it is 60-40, I think it's going to be in favor of Bobrovsky because you got to give it to the veteran. The the kid, the, the kid Spencer Knight, is 20 years old. They don't play an 82-game season in college, obviously. So he's going to be probably on the 40% side unless Sergei Bobrovsky's play is just not there. And huh. with, with the defense that is improved and that they have more in front of him, then... I think in the immediate future, it's not going to be an issue. Okay. Once he becomes an RFA, then we're talking three years left on his contract uh, for Sergey Bobrovsky at $10 million. So they, they bought out Keith Yandel's contract. I'm not necessarily saying immediately go buy out Sergey Bobrovsky. Go do it and right then and there. It's a last resort, but Yandel, Keith Yandel's buyout will be off the books. So if his play is that bad – then you might have to make the tough decision um, to do it, but I don't. How how much money will Spencer Knight command 
mm-hmm. we saw the Vegas Golden Knights uh, combine two goalies for like $13 million before Marc-Andre Fleury was traded. So will you have uh, $13 million, um, um, or $14 million between two goalies? Chances are you might. But mm-hmm. if, 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 the, if the play declines that much with that contract – it, it, it might it might have to happen but if he plays just um a, a little bit of a better notch that he did in the in the previous season year two was better than year one let's okay. see if you let's see if year three is better than year two right now all right and now and now the last segment yeah sure. yeah, yeah all right cool 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 all right welcome to this final segment of the locked on florida panthers and the locked on detroit red wings podcast in, in this segment, we're going to talk about bold predictions for the season and what to ex- to, the, to expect from both of these teams. And I want to start off uh, with you guys. Um, like I said in the previous segment, um, you guys, the Detroit Red Wings have had a load of top 10 picks, nailed the Dylan Larkin pick, got the Sebastian Coza pick right at number 15. But as far as where they they land what would you deem as a uh, successful season for the Detroit Red Wings I would say anything that isn't like a, a, a terrible tank you know like anything that that doesn't include five 10 game losing streaks anything that doesn't include them embarrassing themselves on a regular basis I think um, you know I, I want to there's so there's a wins and loss kind of setting the I kind of want to break it up into two different things because last year, the wins and losses, honestly, all things considered, they weren't that terrible, especially considered, uh, you know, what they put forth in, in the 1920 season. Like it was a dramatic step forward from that standpoint, but the types of games they lost and the way they lost games. I think of the first game against the Florida Panthers this past season. I think, I think it was the first game against the Panthers where Florida was up three nothing in the first 10 minutes of the game or something like that. It was like four to nothing, something like real quick, the, the Rocco Grimaldi hat trick game. He had a hat trick in the first 10 minutes against the, the predators. They got pumped by the predators, like seven to nothing, like two or three times last year, that type of stuff, like that has to stop. And I know that like every team has their bad losses here and there, but this was, these were regular occurrences where, the Knights they won. It was it was a scrappy, hard fought game. Could have gone any direction, but the games they lost were so clearly, you know, in the opposition's favor, or it was a close loss that the Red Wings didn't deserve to be in, or you just never felt like, dang, the Red Wings dominated tonight. It was look at this other team playing terrible. And I think I would like to see a little bit of that going away next season, where you can watch games and be like, well, yeah, they're. They're winning three nothing because they should be winning three nothing, not because Tampa Bay is starting, you know, my grandma in, in that tonight. You know, like it, it. Those are the types of things that I would like to see more so than wins and losses. I think I, I don't want them to be in the tank because I don't think that's good for for your young core's confidence. I don't think that would be beneficial to Larkin Bertuzzi, those guys, if they kept losing in the way that they have in previous seasons. But I think from an on ice perspective, you can kind of be okay with some of those wins and losses once you tell me how they came about yeah no i i I agree i I think anything that's that's uh if our lottery odds are outside of the top like four or five and the the kids get a lot of playing time i think that's a successful season like i said earlier in the show i I don't think i don't think people are going to be too caught up on wins and losses or, or point totals and again assuming that they're not like nolan said just like 
you know, 2019-esque, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, I, I think that for the most part, people are just going to want to play in relatively competitive losses and and see the kids get as much playing time as possible, which, which is – that part might be left up to question because Blashill has a has a is a big, you know, you, you got to earn your playing time kind of a guy and not really a, a guy that's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, youth movement. Let's just play all the kids immediately. Uh, he, he's very much a, a, a slow into uh, um, integration, I guess you would call it. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what he does in in that regards but yeah I, I really just think if if cider is getting a lot of playing time if Raymond's up at some point um, and we're not getting you know blown out and don't finish the season with top three lottery odds I think people are going to be pretty happy and those are things that you can't necessarily always see in the box score or or as far as like the stat sheet like how close these games are sometimes sometimes as far as like watching the games, you got to see, did they put up a fight? Are they, are, is, is, are, do they look, do they look disinterested after, after so many losses? Because it's so easy. It can be so easy for players to be disinterested if, if they're getting blown out, but if they're keeping things close, then players are going to want to keep going and going. And even, even if they fall short. So it's an encouraging sign for, for Detroit. That's, that's for sure. Now, you said at the top of the show, and this can kind of be your prediction because you said you want the, the Panthers to be in the top two of this Atlantic division. Who do you think rounds out the playoff teams from the Atlantic this year? And, and kind of how do you see that shaking out? You can take the, the top other team and just make them interchangeable with the Panthers. So whoever doesn't finish first finishes second. And then give me your third team. And then do you think another team will sneak in or maybe even two teams? Because I think this division could be pretty interesting this year, especially with Ottawa being on the come up, I think they're a year ahead of the Red Wings, which to me would mean that this is the year that they challenge for playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say one or two is Tampa Bay and Florida, um, which means which means they won't face each other in round one. <laughs> so, uh, and that means there is a there could be a chance to advance in the in the past the first round. Um, so, I think number three. Uh, I think t- number three is going to be Toronto. Uh, the of, of course we could joke all all we want about them uh, may- being so great in the regular season and then uh, their their lack of postseason uh, success. But I think they I think they have a chance to really uh, get in that in that three. Boston I think is going to be one of the wild cards because they are getting up there in age. Uh, Patrice Bergeron isn't getting a- any younger. Uh, that's for sure. And they just lost David Krejci as well. There's there's still the questions about Tuka Rask's uh, return uh, for the Bruins uh, when when he'll be back. So I, I think that Boston could um, be in the Boston can go either way, but they could also go either way as well. Um, Pierre, like you mentioned, Ottawa. Pierre Dorian just came out the other day and said that the rebuild's over, and I'm like, <laughs> uh, you're you're very you're sounding very confident in your squad, but I think they uh, missed the playoffs. Buffalo, I mean, <laughs> like. <laughs> I think I think they're going to be finished uh, probably uh, uh, last again. Montreal and Montreal is a strange one. I've never um, when it comes to a, a team that made the Stanley Cup final just last year and the amount of turnover that happened on their squad. I, I think they I think they could just be just outside the playoffs, and if they do, they'll sneak in with like a point or two, uh, just above the line, or they might miss it by a point or two. So I think 
I think that's kind of like how the division will round out. But that uh, one or two, one or one or two is going to be uh, Florida or Tampa Bay, in my opinion. Excellent. Uh, anything else before we head off? Um, well, th- this will be the time to plug our stuff. So tell my listeners uh, what um, where they can find you and your work. Yeah, check us out. Uh, I'm at Nolan Bianchi. Our podcast is at LO underscore Red Wings. Uh, aside from hosting Lockdown Red Wings, I also am a freelancer for the Detroit News and PlayMichigan.com. So you can go check out my work in uh, both of those places. Uh, my Twitter is at Bentley Scotty, and I am also uh, the host of Lockdown Tigers. So if you're a baseball fan, then uh, yeah, we got. We got a lot of a uh, lot of fun stuff. September baseball, baby. A lot, a lot of fun stuff mm-hmm. happening over there too. So at uh, at Locked On Tigers is the is the Twitter, and yeah, just saying through the same network and everything, so easy to find. And for the Red Wings listeners, uh, my uh, my at is at Monoman Twelve. Uh, also uh, at L O underscore F L A Panthers. And yes, listen to Locked On Red Wings. Listen to Ro- Locked On. Tigers, where if you um, happen to be a Miami Marlins fan, they, you could hear Scott talk about our former boy, Miguel Cabrera, where, as he yes, just sir. Uh, hit his uh, 500th home run. So uh, so check check it out there, both, both those podcasts. And of course, right here, Locked on Panthers, make sure to subscribe. You're locked on Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.